We'd like to thank Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for helping to underwrite the Building Through Him podcast. In the last year alone, Notre Dame FCU served more than 800 parishes, schools, and nonprofits in more than 25 dioceses nationwide. Learn more at NotreDameFCU.com. Hello, this is Mary Jo with a little love note from the Building Through Him podcast. And just so you know, you are always loved and always welcome here. Running on empty. So back in 2008, many years ago, gas prices were also horrific. And, you know, I have a bunch of kids, so I was driving this 12-passenger van. Did not have a choice. I had to actually get kids to places. And I kept running out of gas. It cost $130 to fill a tank. So this is back before inflation. So like that long ago, $130 was even more than it is right now. And I kept on having this hope that gas prices would like go down like 10 cents before I would end up filling up. But it was just rarely a reality. And so people would tease me about running out of gas. Oh, there's Mary Jo running out of gas again. And I kind of like laughed along with them. But it's actually only because we couldn't afford to put gas in our tank. You know, sometimes it was like, okay, get the groceries or choose gas. It was just a difficult thing to kind of go through. So in case you're like struggling with that, this podcast is for you. Like, If you are struggling with any type of fear or anxiety about gas prices or inflation, this is for you. So during that time, we had this pie day at the school I was teaching at. And they asked me to get 30 balloons for the day. And if anyone has ever, like, brought out balloons outside, they, like, swirl around. You swear that they're alive. Well, 30 balloons, and it was a super windy day. It was like they were swirling all around. I was trying to, like, stuff them in the van. They're, like, seemingly alive. They're trying to, like, choke me, break free. They're not alive, obviously, but it felt like it. And so, like, with all this effort, I finally get them stuffed in the van, close the door, and then I get in my 12-passenger van and start driving to the school. And guess what? I run out of gas. And I'm sitting there in the turn lane. My vehicle's not able to move. And I'm watching the multitude of chaotic balloons surround me. They move around in the van when you're driving. Even when you're still, they're still moving around. And it seemed like that they were, like, alive and mocking me as I was listening to, like, the cars beeping, you know, and their horns in anger because I couldn't move. And at the same time, I am, like, stressed about getting these balloons to the school for Pi Day and also running out of gas, also burdening people because they're behind me and I can't move. And then I have to call my husband to have him bring me gas and burdening him on his day. And it was just like, oh, it's so bad. Because the cost of fuel impacts everything in our economy. You know, all this stuff happened because I didn't want to, you know, fill up my gas tank. It was too expensive. We hear it talked about every day, people talking about the price of gas, the price of gas, price of gas. But actually, what's actually rarely discussed is the cost of true fuel. You're like, what are you talking about? Because we live in a society that is running on empty. We are running on empty. We're overscheduled. We're exhausted. And this includes myself. Like, I'm surrounded by so many people and along with myself that experience anxiety due to the schedules that we create ourselves, right? We create those ourselves. So if we can imagine ourselves as these vehicles, all the to-do items, the thoughts, worries, as like chaotic balloons in our brain, alive and mocking us, and 
if we're out of gas, we're unable to function properly, right? So I was telling God about all this stuff I need to get done. May and June, there's all the confirmations, graduations, first communions, weddings, like all these things. And I have this, like, I like to download prints from Etsy and then put their name in them and print them at Walgreens and get them from, like, this whole process I do. And I was whining to God about how I couldn't get this thing done for all these different people that I love. And he just laid on my heart, Rachel, who said you had to do all of that? Why are you adding more balloons to the chaos? Is it necessary? Are you allowing the good to distract you from the great? And that for me was like a reality check. Like, why am I going to all of this detail? Like, these people know I love them. I could write them a check, which they probably would prefer anyway, and a nice card, and they would feel just as loved. So why am I going to all this effort? I was allowing the good to distract me from the great. I was increasing the chaotic balloons in my mind. And so what balloons are we holding on to? Like expectations of what we think we should be able to get done that just need to be released. They just need to be released. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So how do we know what God is calling us to let go of so that we're not running on empty? Okay, so I got three solutions for you, three ideas. The first thing is we pray. Oh, that's like a boring solution, but it's true. We pray. And in that prayer, we present our requests to God. In Thanksgiving, there's um, the psalm that says, you know, God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, right? He doesn't mount his thrones to when we're crying and asking in desperation for our one intention, right? We're not all sad and depressed when we ask for God's help. We're sons and daughters of the King, and we own that. We embrace that. So in our prayer, we make those petitions to the Lord. Number two, we use our gifts, okay? God designed us with reason and intellect. He did. Reason and intellect. Those are things that animals don't have. We do as humans have them. Also, he placed his Holy Spirit within us, right? So if you want to touch your chest right now, touch your chest maybe like above your heart, right there, that's the Holy Spirit. And so we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us to find creative solutions. And then we use our reason and intellect to kind of move through those solutions. This allows us to know where to cut back, when to cut back, especially when it comes to ourselves and our children being heavily involved in too many activities, because that is what's making us drive to all these different locations. That's what's splitting up the family to go in different directions. And that, in my experience, has caused us the most stress and exhaustion on a family. Number three, we don't allow fear a place within us. So we know in scripture, it says over and over and over, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. So they did this study with college kids. They split them up into two groups. The first group, they had to get the mouse through the maze to get the piece of cheese. And the second group, they had to get the mouse through the maze before the eagle swooped down and ate him. And both groups, it took about 15 seconds. And then they tested their problem-solving ability and their creativity after this little test. The group with the cheese was 50% more creative and able to solve problems. The group 
with the eagle, where they were working out of fear, was 50% less creative than the other group. So what can we learn from this? That our brain actually goes into fright flight, and we don't use all of our brain when we are in fear. Even if it's something, is like, if it's not even us that we're afraid of, this was an eagle going to eat a mouse, okay? That's what eagles survive on, right? So these college students, it impacted their creativity and their problem-solving ability by 50%. So when we start to experience fear, it puts us in that fright flight or fright freeze, flight freeze, and we're not able to use all of our brain. We're not able to use all of our reason and intellect, the gifts that God gave us. So anytime we feel that fear, what do we do? right? What do, we, what do we say? We say this aloud because demons cannot read our mind, right? We speak this aloud. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. You can say it over and over anytime you feel fear. Another thing that you can do is to recognize what that specific fear is, what is if it's making itself connected to a lie, and then renounce, remove, and receive. So, for instance, you could say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that my family will end up homeless. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that we will not have food. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that my kids will suffer because all their friends are in activities or have a gadget that they do not. In the name of Jesus, I renounce fear of the future or the fear that we will not have enough. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of anxiety. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of hopelessness. And then we just say, Jesus, please take all these spirits and related spirits away from us. Father, pour your blessing into me. Pour your peace, your trust, your hope, your joy. So we renounce it, right? We pull the weeds. Jesus removes it. And then we receive the Father's blessing. And then those don't have a place any longer. And we speak it aloud. It can just be a whisper because demons cannot read our mind, right? So in case anyone's freaking out about the gas prices, all these balloons floating around in your mind, and you're running on empty— I want to remind you, you are a son or daughter of the king. Do not allow the enemy to steal any part of your peace and joy. The enemy does not get any of what Jesus died to give you. You don't allow him any part of that. He doesn't get to enter your brain. Nope, not happening. I'm feeling scared about this. In the name of Jesus, I renounce fear of dot, dot, dot. I'm feeling scared. Oh. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Don't you let the enemy steal any part of your peace and joy. Jesus died on that cross for you. And Jesus wants your joy, right? He wants your joy. God designed you for this time in this place. The creator of the universe is not worried about gas prices. He is not. He is so in love with you. And he wants you to call upon him to use the gifts he designed you with, and to trust in him. This is from Matthew 6. Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into their barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more important than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your lifespan? And the answer is no, right? We can't. And Jesus doesn't want us to carry that burden. We were not meant to carry that. And as sons and daughters of the King, we recognize when we're in that place of fear or anxiety, we trust in our design, our reason and intellect to make creative solutions. 
in any part of that that's not of God, we renounce and have Jesus remove it and we receive the Father's blessing. That is our place in the kingdom of heaven, walking that here on earth. And that is what we were designed to be. And that is who God designed us to be. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.